He's good to go, by the way. He'll be he'll be in the green room for seven fifteen. Sweet, awesome. Yeah. Hey, I uh, like literally almost shot my pants today. Like just, it was it was like a near shit experience. I my daughter. <laughs> My daughter had a, my <laughs> Wait, daughter that was had a long pause. Like, what happened? Yeah, my daughter had karate, and I sat there for like half of her karate. And the bathrooms there are not open; they don't allow people oh, to go no. to the bathroom. So, like, I sat and, and like, I don't know what the fuck I ate today, but it wanted to get out of me so bad. So I sat there. She had her like she got her yellow belt today. So congratulations to her. Nice. While I was working, while I was working on my fucking brown belt, she's getting a yellow belt. <laughs> and uh, she uh, so she had her grading after karate, and then I was supposed to go pick up my other daughter. And I called my wife from the parking lot, and I'm like, "Babe, you gotta go pick up Millie. Like I am gonna shit my pants. I need to drive home." And she- it's like, it's a five minute drive from from karate to the house. And no word of a lie, there was at least three instances where I was going to fucking stop, put the hazards on, and just, like, find a bush or something to, to cover any part of myself. Like, it was, it was fucking bad, 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 bad. Man. <laughs> it was bad. It's funny now, like, in, in hindsight. <laughs> when when you said... But it was a fucking emergency. <laughs> when, when I'm, I'm, I'm thrown off somewhat here because when you said, like, shat your pants on the ride home, I thought you nearly got hit by a bus. No, like, literally <laughs> no. almost shat my pants. <laughs> no, it was, much, it was, it was a like much stinkier out the window. Am I, okay, I have a question. Am I the only person <laughs> on Earth who has never had this experience? Like, were you like, really, really worried... Yeah, I, I've never. I'm I'm a scheduled pit stop. Fifty years old and always a scheduled pit stop. That is unbelievable. There's no there's there's no flat tire. There's no roadside assistance in my life whatsoever. Like I'm good it, to go, it, man. It honestly I've never had to call point. CAA for my bowels. <laughs> well, it honestly it honestly reached the point where I was just gonna shit my pants and just be like, whatever. Like I'm almost home anyway. Except yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's the car equivalent. It's like of shitting your yeah, pants. exactly. Except yeah. it. it yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the roadside. The battery won't work. I'll just I'll, I'll do this and then I'll I'll walk home in shame. You're listening oh to Black Sheep Radio, featuring Ben McVie. How do you feel about me licking my table, Chris Brown? I was gonna say if your cranberry sauce looks like gravy, I think it's time to. Uh, go to the hospital and mark lefave my dad does that all the time he's got a hot tub in his backyard and he'll always be like hey you want to go for a tub like no because you're naked in there like i don't want to sit in the bath with my dad naked i'm not too <laughs> rate review subscribe and share or join the conversation at bsr podcast on facebook and at radio underscore sheep on instagram and twitter here we go i'm not Can sure which say- uh Go ahead. Sorry, just just the last the last thing about the shitting the pants. I don't want to kind of <laughs> keep har- keep harping on it. But can I just say that either way, it was going to be something that I was going to talk about tonight. Like if it had if I had to shat my pants, I'd mm. been like, guys, guess what? I shat my pants today. So and I actually you were the you were the first two I thought about as I was driving oh, in the that's car. So like, touching. I thought <laughs> yeah, I thought about myself. I, I really don't. Know. I, I really, thought about you really. guys. <laughs> I really, really don't know how to respond to that right now. Oh, be, his life be honored, man. I can think about eyes. anything. Yeah, I can think about anything in that moment. Yeah. And I chose Could have been his wife and kids, Chris. Could have been his wife and kids. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. So had, it been, I, had, it been I, the hit, had it been the hit by the train story, I'm pretty sure it would have been the wife and kids, but <laughs> oh, yeah. pooping yeah. in the pants, you know, we, we rank higher. How could you, the, 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 the first thing is co- that comes to your mind is how can I explain this to my friends? You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. can I possibly explain this to my friends? I have a, I have a, no, no. Uh, I, I have, a, I have a different story or I have a different question for you actually. in in the wake of that question, why, why would you be a friend of, afraid of what your friends are going to think? Why are you going to show yourself in front of your friends <laughs> with your pants full? I just have to. Mm. It's, t- it's typically, Chris, that's something I try and keep quiet. You know? Yeah. I feel it wasn't like quiet it either. would be 
Yeah, I I, appre- I I appreciate I appreciate Mark's commitment to just you know accepting it, and you know letting it be a lesson for for the rest of the folks that aren't in that situation. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's passing. It's 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 a it's a it's a public service. Yeah, can I say as well? You know, like when you're late for work, it seems like you hit every fucking red light on your way home. It seemed like every single obstacle was in my way trying to get to the toilet. Like as I pulled into the driveway, because I had just called my wife to pick up my daughter, she's starting to back out of the driveway and I'm like, fuck, and I got to back back out of the driveway. Meanwhile, like my stomach, it's like brewing. And there's no parking spots directly in front of my house. So I have to turn around like the fucking stop sign. I pull over my daughter. Thankfully, she can unbuckle herself. She gets herself out of the car like... It was a fucking run. Like, I was like Usain Bolt. I, I am not trying to insult you or make you feel bad, but I am so... I, I just, I don't understand this phenomenon. You're not the only person who I've heard tell this sort of story. For sure. I would say yeah. 99% of people have almost booed their pants or done it. Come on, no. No, nine percent. Is there not... So are you saying there's there weren't there wasn't some sort of biological alarm telling you prior to this moment of which you speak like maybe yeah that's when i called my wife and I was like mm. i gotta go like there was no bathroom available that's the thing like he, right he, it was he dumpster in the, the parking sun. lot behind my... yes i was icarus of the poop <laughs> basically i believe i, I believe too high. <laughs> it's like when you drive and you're like i can get a little bit more gas out of it and then you have to call caa because you're running gas <laughs> You have to go buy a jerry can for fucking fourteen dollars at the gas station. Oh, 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 so, man. it's unbelievable. Well. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I'm glad you make. I'm I'm glad you made it out. You know. Yeah. You know what was? Were you, so were you wearing? You know, I I could talk about this all day. So, but we we should well, probably yeah. just wrap it up rel- relatively soon. But I was going to say, like, were you are you wearing? Were you wearing like a particular pair of pants that you would have been like devastated that you would have lost? Or Lululemon like... dress pants, like these would have been. Oh, it would have been a shame. Man. It would have been a damn shame. Sorry, Benny. They're comfy pants, man. They're oh super... man. <laughs> and uh, they make my ass look nice, but not if my pants are full of crap. I guess See? that's what that's when they don't look as nice on your bum. See, now, if my friends find me with my pants full of shit, I hope they're not Lululemon pants. That's, yeah. that's, that's all I have You know, I'm, I'm just happy that we have these conversations that no one else ever hears them and they don't get posted anywhere. Like, it's just between us three guys here just hanging out. You say that I now, but I've got so much audio of the three of us saying the most <laughs> absurd shit. And like, 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 I couldn't tell you. So the, the 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 things that I'm sorting through to put that intro together, it's just it's really hard. It's hard. It's like yeah. coming up with. It's like when when we were back when we did those those Mount Rushmores of like the greatest singer of all time. Hard. Like it's it's difficult to pick one every week for sure. Why do I have a feeling that uh, an excerpt from uh, the latest chapter in your coffee saga is going to make one of the intros? One of these days, because like one. Is this the I same? I love you this just, place. You, is this the same? Com- are you still going to the same place? Still going to the same place. Can we name and them? So Chris. Chris what, lives in the the, the area. Chris. Yeah. Chris yeah. lives in the area of Locke and Aberdeen. If you want to name the place, go ahead. But I don't. Yeah. Really, I don't really want to. This place. I don't no, necessarily no, want to. But like, it's not, it's yeah. not because they haven't earned it yet. Yeah. Okay. No. Dunder. <laughs> we know it. We know Here it's we in the Dunder, Locke Street area oh, okay. of Hamilton. We don't need Dunder to say another word. Market. It is Dunder Market. Is right. Is right on the corner. I love the place. I have yeah. nothing yeah. bad to say about You're it. You're there every day. It's just, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm literally there almost every day. And like, I <laughs> like swear to God, barn. it's like Seinfeld. Right. It's like, if it's like but, an okay. episode, every time I go into that place, it's like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I last today, so, yeah. So hang go on, ahead. Chris, sorry, sorry. But if somebody's listening to this and didn't catch the last time, so the last time you were in... The Dunder, this is the first time that Chris brought this up. Was the last where he said nobody seems to know who I am. Like nobody everybody's chitty chatty. Nobody starts yeah. a conversation with me. And I think it was Mark who has a service history and uh, service industry <laughs> history said, "Have you have you ever given them a gratuity?" It is like no. <laughs> well, so okay. So that being said, yeah, you're still going to the same coffee shop. I'm still going to the same coffee shop because I'm determined yeah. to be like I'm determined to get that welcome. Right. And what so happened? this time, it, this was completely out of left field. 
I had a busy day. I was kind of out of it myself. Like went for a little bit of a walk. It was nice today. Went stopped by, grabbed a coffee on the way back to my apartment. And I've actually never been in this situation before. And, I, and I'm curious to hear what you see, what your reaction to this is, because it caught me completely off guard. And I've been thinking about it since it happened uh, at like what one o'clock today. So I go in, I pay for my coffee, I get the granola bars again because I want them yes. to start calling me granola bar, like Mark granola. suggested. Um, GB. Granola. Yeah, GB, but that, GB. they didn't call me that yet. That's I'm just planting I'm just planting <laughs> that seed right now. But I go in there and I order a coffee, whatever. So I usually order the same coffee order every time too, right? I go in there and they're making it. She so it's a to-go cup, right? So it's like a little pa- it's a paper cup. She hand she pours the coffee to the rim, like, 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 oh, like overfilled, I would say. Yeah. I think that's a safe, like, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way, like, oh my God, you didn't (laughs) pour it properly. Like, I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I'm getting my money's worth here. Like, this isn't a bag of Lay's potato chips. (laughs) Oh, so she didn't overpour it. No, no, but, but like to, like to the point where, anyways. Overfilled. Anyways. Yeah, to, to some degree. Anyways. She slides me over just the cups the there's me and brie got i got two coffees she slides me over the cups without lids so she just gives me these these giant overfilled cups of coffee without lids and just so did you get the wave pool effect of coffee coming up no over the okay i'm impressed by how she actually she's got real she's got a real touch with that right i don't and she looks at me and she's like do you want a lid and I'm like, is that, a, is that a question a coffee shop asks? Like, is that, like, don't you always get a lid? Like, I, I, I didn't say this when I was there, but it's like, <laughs> oh, is it, is it cost? I thought you did. I'm like, they're no, going to remember you no. next time. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say that. I was just like, I was like, what? I, yeah, I take it I back. I couldn't even believe it. Yeah. You know, you're lucky. Fair. You're lucky she didn't say part two of the question that's in the actual employee manual, which was, <laughs> did you want a lid with that or would you like to kill another baby seal? <laughs> that, yeah, was, that was part two of that question. And that's why so, they asked the question. So, so that you're conscious of the fact that you're using a plastic lid. Shame on you. I say, obviously, like any person in the history of the cafe customer relationship obviously i would fucking want a lid and she doesn't even she she takes two lids and just like taught like like tosses them like 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 a little discus throw which also right. in hindsight had quite the the finesse to it if yeah I did she like, land them she on just the cups on... that would have been something. no no, no. <laughs> i mean that's she i had to put them on the cups is what i'm saying she she tossed oh. it on the counter which is kind of gross you know what I mean? You shouldn't be just throwing no. the thing that I'm putting on my mouth under the counter. But anyways, it's probably clean. And then I had to put it on myself. She's just looking at me, watching me as I'm trying to put this cup, the lid on the cup. And I was like, what just happened here? All, like, what is okay? So like all the while, all the while, still, you're still not getting any love as a regular, are you? <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking with all the whole while. She hasn't even said your name once. <laughs> no. Or the like, hey, no. you again. Oh, hey, you nothing. again. You'd think you'd at, least, you'd at least you'd, you'd think you would at least have that. Oh, you again. You'd at least yeah. have that. They are recognizing you for your patronage. Yeah, even, even one of these, like only, the head yeah. tilt. Just the, yeah. when you come in like that, hey, I recognize you. Yeah. <laughs> at this you know point, the way guys say hi to each other? <laughs> at this point, like I'm going to ask, I, I expect her to ask me next time I go in there, would I like a cup? Like that's what, that's what I'm expecting you want at it? this point. Do I don't know what to hot? expect. <laughs> Yeah, you know what is that? It's like the it's like the grocery. I mean, when you go and you you put down about two hundred bucks on groceries, and it's all spooled down to the end at one point, and they ask you, "Did you want bags?" Like, well, either that or it's gonna take me a lot of trips to get that shit back and forth. <laughs> I can try it, carry a lot, but without bags, that's gonna be tough. I don't know. But I know. What, I, know what, sure. I know what they. I know what they want you to do. Again, they want you to save the seals and have and have your recyclable sure. bags. Which I will say, I have those things. I have tons of them because we often. I mean, we get them, and uh, they're always in the back of my car. Can, can, the, can I ask you a question? By the time I have two hundred bucks on the thing, it's it's too late. Can I ask you a question though? Yes. I, I need to know this right now. You're a person who brings your own bags because I realized this week 
there are, this is a very black and white issue for the people who bring their own bags, of which I am one. Uh, typically, sometimes I'm a plastic bag guy, you know, but really? I don't have a dog. I don't, I don't have a dog anymore, so I don't need plastic bags as bad as I used to. Fair. Anyway, so uh, but are, are you one of those people that leaves? So you bring your own bags. They at, at the very start, they said, did you need a bag with this? And, and you say, no, I've got my own. Do you do anything while she's checking the groceries out? Are you packing oh, you the bags? Be. Are you packing you the be. bags while the, the the swiping of the products is taking place? You should be. You should definitely I got, you got to contribute I, to that that, to that process. This mm. happened to me at Fortino's the this other day. This is not the 1950s. I, <laughs> I, so I, I, I did the sheep thing, right? Down the chute. You're at number seven. I got into lane number seven. <laughs> and I get behind. Gentlemen, I swear to God, the historically slowest <laughs> grocery transaction in the history of grocery retail. Nice. This, this nice. was, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. The redhead cashier at uh, the redhead kid next to next to me in cashier six checked out four customers, four, four thousand dollars while I was waiting. While I was waiting, and part of the transaction was I don't know if the cashier and the customer knew each other. You would think they were long, long separated mother and daughter the way they were talking, like hadn't seen each other in 18 years and just discovered that they lived in the same town, this kind of lengthy conversation. Oh, so they wow. get through it. And I realized like the whole the time the lady's, been, the lady's been talking and the cashier has just been swiping the shit. And now the end of the thing where you usually bag your stuff is now taken up by products because this lady hasn't been packing the bags. And so now she needs to pack the bags, uh, put the goods uh, into the bags, which now had to be into the cart. And they continue to talk while she's packing the bags. And the cashier is not helping her pack the bag. It was horrible at the very end, at the very end, right? Like at the, the packing of the last product. And I'm thinking, okay, here she goes. She hasn't even friggin' paid yet. Hasn't even done the swipey thing. And as she's doing this, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, I thought she was going to, I thought she was going to write a check. I swear to God. She, she turns to me, she turns to me and says, boy, they put you in the wrong line. And I was just, oh, yeah. at least as God, she is, my man. As God is my witness, they put you in the wrong line. And I just went, yep. And she, can I she ask went, it or what? what can I it? ask you? Well, can I ask you, Benny? Are you now? I think so. Mm -hmm. You've got the people that take their sweet ass time at the cat. Then there's also the person like you that's waiting behind. So, what kind of person are you in that instance? Are you the just sit quietly? You know, me read the magazines, look at the fucking gum if that's all you can look at, mm -hmm. or are you the one that kind of like? <sighs> fucking, <sighs> like, do you get antsy? I, I, I'm it, gonna say I'm gonna say nine ninety. Ninety-eight percent of the time, I'm the first guy. Yeah. Two yeah. percent of the two percent of the time, I'm the <laughs> talking under the breath, long saw. <sighs> I'm that guy. Rarely. What is what would you say is more rude, being the person, being the huffing and puffing person, or just talking oh, to the fuck, cashier for thirty call. minutes? The cashier because, talker. You're way yeah. you're way more rude. <laughs> Get out I of feel, my way. I wouldn't feel bad about, like, if it gets, like, sometimes it gets bad. You know what I mean? But also, it's a very weird situation now because people just don't get that contact anymore, man. And, like, people are, yeah, maybe she just fair. needs someone, someone to talk to. You know what I mean? Like, man, <laughs> it's hard to get mad at that. I think it's so funny she acknowledged well, it. Then, then, Give you know her what? that. She acknowledged if it. You that was someone, ridiculous. If you, if you need someone to talk to, honey, next time, turn around and talk to me while the cashier bags your fucking groceries. Mm. How about that? You should yeah. You should have gone over and helped her bag the shit. Just get out of the oh. way. Oh, Man. for sure. <laughs> yeah. They would have called the but cops. You know what? I do. A, a tip of the cap to that woman who did say at the very end, boy, they put you in the wrong line, didn't they? I thought it was brilliant. I had nothing. Uh, it was, honestly, I was, I was getting quite miserable to that point. But as she walked away, I had a smile. I did. I'm like, you go, girl. You talk your face off. Good on you. Good on you. I swear to God, you just arranged oh, a mortgage cool. and, and your own will yeah. that was consulted upon with that. But whatever. Anyway. It's all right, Ben. If, if it forced you to, you know what, just sometimes people just need to slow down a little bit. So it forced yeah. you to slow down. And maybe something uh, bad happened on the road in that half an hour while you were fucking waiting in line there. And you just missed it because 
you were standing there reading oh, about hmm. the Kardashians. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what? It, it's it's funny. Like this week, because I, I've known this for a few days. That I am. I just realized this today. It's been a while since I had three days off in a row, and I tried to figure this out today. Nice. I, think, I think it was Thanksgiving. I think it was Thanksgiving was the last time I had three days off in a row, and I had three because I had. Uh, cortisone shots in the hands today and they're all sore and stuff and i can't i'm supposed to get i'm supposed to take a day off so i've got like three days off and uh sweet yeah so it got me because everybody approaches time off different you know what i mean and i mean three days off obviously is nowhere near enough nobody takes enough time off from work but what what is what is your time off policy in terms of Okay, so let's put ourselves in a regular vacation thing. It was just normally one or two weeks for most people, right? I think. Would yeah. you say? Yeah. 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 Would you, okay, so first of all, yeah. one, one or two weeks, which one is it? So let's say based on a three-week, how many vacations, how many weeks vacation do you get every I only, I only get two, so I can't blow both you get in two. one week in, in one shot. Chris? Yeah. Yeah, I get two, but sometimes I get an opportunity to work uh, overtime, and they give me like a couple extra days and stuff every once in a while. Okay, so they comp you a couple. So sometimes days. I can. Sometimes I get about three weeks in a, on average, but it's because I like work a Saturday or something, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. Right. There's sick days too, but we don't. We don't. We don't count. Yeah. Those. Oh yeah. They're, for sure. They're there too. You get those. I so could never. It, I could. I could never understand <laughs> the people who would take who would get two or three weeks vacation and take the whole lump. At oh, once. Like just take them all. Yeah, and that's, that's disappear. Madness. Like I. I have known people who, you know, oh, July, I'm gone. I'm not going to be around in July. And it's like, Mm. yeah, but you know what? From August to June, you're going to be here. Like, you're nuts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They swore by that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I Uh, I feel like after. It just depends on what you have planned. I feel like after a week, the novelty of having nothing to do kind of wears off. You know what I mean? Like, if I. Is that your threshold one week? Yeah, like I, I think like like you know Christmas vacation for example, I get um I get a stretch of time off like maybe it's like ten days or something and by the end of it, you know you're you're partially happy to have it off, or sorry you're partially happy to like still have it and like you're you're taking you 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 want to have more days but also it's like how much time can you spend just not doing anything you know what I mean that doesn't really I don't yeah. know, it doesn't really do a whole lot to me anymore. Hmm. Yeah, for us, I, I mean, for yeah. us, it's, we've got kids, so, um, and I, I also, like, like you were saying, I, I don't like to sort of blow all my days off in one shot, so what I usually do is I'll take the one week, and then the, the other six days, or whatever, five days, um, spread them out over like, the year, long, long weekend myself yeah. type thing every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with that, tra- with, with our new trailer being like half an hour away, like, fuck, that, that's, that's a godsend right there, so I don't really have to worry about getting away too much because i can get away pretty quickly uh and once covid's done we can all get away there together and uh have campfires and shit like remember that. i had a buddy who just retired i just re- he retired as a hamilton cop just recently and he, like he, he was uh i don't know he would have been like retirement age right like he, he'd done his, his full term anyway he was i think at eight weeks vacation a year at the end of his thing <laughs> oh it's like God. you prick He'd, yeah, he'd be going to go to Europe and stuff. Then yeah. it's worth it. But yeah, just to sit around for eight weeks, like fuck, that's a long. I know time. that would drive your me threshold nuts. Is, your threshold's a week. Mine's like I start getting antsy after a few days, Same. which is usually yeah. why I try. I, I I with with I find with time off, like I, I actually have a neck. I took next Friday off so I can drive all the way to Timmins to go see my mom for a day and a half, and then drive all the way back. Um, so I usually like to try and pack as much activity as I can into my time off so that way I when I get to the end of it I feel like okay I accomplished something you know what mm-hmm. I mean I, I did something I have something to remember from this if I just sit around all day I get to the end of it I'm like I didn't fucking do anything they also say like when you're away on like vacation COVID. at like a uh, at a resort that when, yeah. let's say you're there for a week the first That's two enough. days feel super long and then everything after that just is over in a flash because it's like a new yeah. situation or whatever. And if you're not doing anything new and you're always at the same beach over and over and over again, the days just completely disappear, right? But, like, if you're yeah. exploring and, like, doing what you you said, you really are getting the most out of the experience. Like, when I went over, yeah. to, Nova Sco- like I went over to Nova Scotia, um, I don't know, back a couple when years was, ago, right? B- yeah, back when it was legal. 
you know and uh, (laughs) and and we 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 had a good we had a good we had a good mix of that like we had a mix of like you know days where we just like you know hung out and drank beers and sat by the water and then days where we were traveling and doing all this stuff it was like a really good balance that way but like i find that yeah like like keep it it's it's it, it really depends you know everyone's different ben are you like a like what's your ideal time off like are you just hanging out I, I'm somewhere between a week and two. And no, I like going and doing something. But if I'm off for more than a week and a half, I, I'm with Mark. That, that's my threshold. Like I, I've, always, I've, I've always said a one week, especially if you go away, like, you know, on one of those beach vacations or whatever. It's like one week is just too short. And I've never done two weeks at one no, resort either. or spot. And I don't think I'd want to. You know what yeah, I mean? I much. wish Amanda and I have only, I mean, we've only been on what? two or three of those things uh, between the two yeah, of us, you know what does. I mean? Like a, a couple for us. And it's always, we both walked away from both of those experiences saying, you know what? A few more days would be great, but I don't know if I'd want to be here in two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. 10 days. Yeah. Perfect. Get yeah, past the weekend sure. and everything and get yourself a couple of bonus days at the end of your week sort of deal. I don't know if you were attempting Chris uh, at a segue there. Cause it was pretty damn strong with the Nova Scotia. I was just trying to get some. I was just trying to get some street cred. That's what I was. That's what I was trying to do. Well, call 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 in the industry. In the industry, we call that pandering. Nice, (laughs) because our guest who's going to be joining us anytime is uh, Colin McDonald from the Trues. We're just waiting for him to jump in at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. If you want me to catch him right now, he's. I can. I can drop him in right now if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. 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 One sec. Hello. Hey, brother. There he is. What's going on, man? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, man. You sure can. Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. I was I was worried for a second. I was just texting you guys. I was, I was worried that my setup wasn't working, but I'm glad it's working. No, it's good. No, it's man. Good. Sounds perfect. You're perfect. Yeah, awesome. So get this. Just moments without even really making the connection. We made yeah. the connection. Chris, Chris, uh, uh, by the way, uh, Colin, meet Mark, meet Chris. Hey, guys. Yeah. Colin, nice to meet you, man. Yeah, it's you, uh, Colin McDonald from the Trues, and and uh, Colin's from Nova Scotia, of course, from Antigonish. And Chris That's was just right. talking about his his vacation there. Oh, Chris, nice. did you did you make it to the Greater Antigonish area? We um, didn't specifically make it to Antigonish, but we passed through it because we were driving. We did a bit of the Cabot Trail, like like the over. I, I'm, it's it's been a couple of years now, but um, yeah, we we kind of passed through that area, like the more like like. It was amazing. I loved it. Awesome. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, so if, sure. if you had known, if you had known, by the way, just one more quick question about your hometown. If, if you'd known Chris was going to be passing through, you would have told him he had to stop where for dinner or a beer? Uh, well, you have to go to Piper's Pub for a beer, and then you have to get wheel pizza if you're going to have something to eat, because it's like this really famous pizza that you can only get in Antigonish, and it's really popular, and people literally, like, Get it flowing to them at different parts of the world because <laughs> really, yeah, wow. that's awesome. Yeah, uh, one of the <laughs> cool- people, people, people with lots of disposable income, but they love it and they get it ordered. It, it flies around the world that pizza. You know, it might it might be God's way of tapping you in the shoulder, saying you have too much money if you have a pizza flown to you. It, it just might yeah. be. <laughs> it just might be. Um, so, Colin, you're like you're like full time Hamiltonian, man. Well, yeah, that's where uh, this whole thing came about. We were shopping at the same grocery store, back, <laughs> and we started chatting. It's funny, like on on a level of coincidence. Like I was t- one of my best friend uh, lives in Niagara Falls, and I mentioned I was doing this podcast tonight, and he remembers you, Ben, from the ninety-seven seven days, and he said, oh, no "Just way. tell tell Ben I used to see him at the boathouse in Chippewa with the practically hip, and 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 that you used yeah. to." Or the strictly hip, sorry. Yeah, and then yeah, you, yeah. Uh, yeah, my apologies. Uh, and he said that you used to wrap yourself in the mic cord and, and kind of carry on. He says, "Great show." <laughs> right on. That's a oh, long, oh my god, that's awesome. That's yeah. a long time ago. Small world. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of small world, I want to show you this uh, this picture, Colin. I would uh, I'd pull it up on our uh, share screen, but I think it'd probably be just be safer if I could do it this way. Right. Which is, I don't know if you can see that picture there. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I got I got that. That looks like. Yeah, that's you with the stones, eh? Yeah, that was uh, yeah. I've got that picture hanging in my place. 
Yeah. Cool. So That's... I need I need the backstory on that. I got that actually from uh, from Jack's dad, Jack's dad Victor. Right. Who um, I did a brewery tour in Belgium about two or three years ago. And oh wow. I didn't know I didn't know him. I met him on the plane on our way to this brewery tour, and he was on it with. And we hung out. We went for bike rides through Brussels together. Nice. And uh, he mentioned that yeah, he mentioned that Jack was his son, and I told him that I was uh, chatting with you, and he sent that. And uh, yeah. So, yeah. He says uh, he says hi as well. Oh yeah, tell him I said hi. Uh, tell him I hope we can see each other again when the yeah the pandemic so, yeah, goes so away. I need the backstory. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were like, um, well, thanks to guys like Ben and, and, and Paul Morris over at 97.7, we started to get a little bit of a break after winning Rock Search, and that led to a record deal, and it led to uh, us having some hit songs, and then uh, we had our first record came out, and it was it was successful, and um, we were touring Canada for you know, from 2003 to 2005, up to the release of our second record. And we were kind of, we had a bit of a buzz or whatever you call it. And the Stones, you know, fast forward to 2005, we were in Toronto making our follow-up record. And we heard rumor that the Rolling Stones were in town rehearsing for their tours, which they often did. Uh, they would re rent out, a, I think, like a high school gym somewhere in, in Toronto, and they would rehearse for their, their gigs. And um, yeah, I just heard rumor that they were gonna do a warm-up show at the Phoenix. And we were in town finishing our record and it was about to come out. And uh, our manager at the time, Larry Wanigas, had connections to the Rolling Stones because uh, it's kind of a, that, this is a little bit more of a backstory, but so Larry, our manager, our former manager, used to manage a, an artist named Katie Lang. And uh, yep. she's obviously a legendary um, singer, artist. Um, so Katie Lang had a song out back in the early 90s called Constant Craving. Do you remember that song? Oh yeah, pretty big, yeah. Pretty big hit. Yep. So if you remember, so rewind uh, or fast forward up to 1997-ish, uh, the Stones released uh, a single called Has Anybody Seen My Baby from Bridges to Babylon? Yeah. And, it, and Keith Richards was sitting around his summer home listening to the new pressings of their yet-to-be-released song, single, and album. And his daughter walked in and said, Dad, that sounds exactly like Constant Craving by <laughs> Yeah. So they, they, they ate... I mean, you can go A, B it right now if you want. I mean, it's very similar. So, so obviously Keith... They, they kind of freaked out and then they contacted Larry and said, listen, uh, we need to cut a deal here because our song sounds like your artist's song and we just, before it comes out. And, and I, I don't know what, what they ended up working out. It was all very good and there was no bad blood. And, yeah, yeah. and anyway, Larry became kind of friends with that camp and he, he knew some people on the staff and the merch person and their light guy. And anyway, fast forward now to 2005, I'm in Toronto finishing up our, our second record and um, I was having dinner with Larry and some of the Stones uh, touring people, not, not, not the band, but just like their light guy. And, and they, were, uh, they were talking like kind of in code about maybe the, the band's gonna be doing a show. And I was kind of like nervous. Like I was like, this is crazy. Like, and um, yeah, and then it, I don't know if you remember this, but this was right after Charlie Watts's cancer scare. So mm -hmm. there was a real chance that maybe the tour wasn't gonna happen. Maybe the warm up was gonna happen. They were just kind of in Toronto jamming. It all depended on how Charlie was feeling. So after that dinner, I was like freaking out. I'm like, I can't believe I got to meet like the light guy for the Rolling Stones for Christ's sakes. You know, I was like, it was, it was really cool. <laughs> and, and, um, and I, I remember just calling, I remember calling Larry kind of every day, like, just let us know, you know, if the Stones are playing. And, and apparently the rumor was they're going to be playing at the Phoenix. If they're doing one of those small shows, can you just get us tickets? Like, I just want to be able to see the Stones in like a small room. Like, if there's any fucking chance, please. I, re I don't know if we're allowed to curse on this. Are we? Uh, oh yeah, oh, of course. Okay, okay. And if there's any chance we can get tickets, and and uh, Larry called me back two days later. We were driving downtown to do press, and he goes and he said, I still remember getting the phone call. He goes, um, you can't, I can't get you tickets, but you can open for him. <laughs> wow. And uh, oh, that's and, wait, 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 wait. It was was that your response? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. was it just that? Like, haha. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, yeah you're no, kidding, no. right? Like, was it that? No. Was it just that? No, I, I went into shock. So this is the funny thing. This this was oh, like a real. God. This was 24 hours of, of the weirdest feelings in my life because we're, A, we're like already, you know, doing pretty good and that, that was awesome. And then, and then you get a call like, you're gonna open for the stones. And then he said, I'm like, you got like, you know, we, I went through that, oh my God, oh my God, freaking out. He goes, but you can't tell anybody because it's happening tomorrow at the Phoenix. Nobody's, they're not announcing it till tomorrow or they're, they're announcing it that night. So people had 24 hours. And, he, and, and if Charlie's not feeling well, the whole thing's canceled. So until oh. you're on, until you're oh. until you're on stage <laughs> at eight o'clock tomorrow night, you this show might not happen. So I was like, 
and I wasn't allowed to tell anybody, just the four guys in the band. No, but and no, we but just, seriously, how, how long before? Oh, how yeah. long before you went on stage? Like, it, I don't know if you can name it in minutes. Was it literally right down no. to the wire, where you're backstage so, waiting for the green light? I I can tell you exactly that. It, it was exactly that. It was it was like wow. I, I, I wish I. It, it almost <laughs> it almost sounds like I'm exaggerating, but I'll tell you what happened. No. So we go to the Phoenix. They're setting up all their stuff. We're we're there to. We're there to just basically tell us where to go and we'll be there. So we're just waiting <laughs> at the Phoenix, yeah, at the Phoenix bossing you around. And we have a little tiny backstage area upstairs. And then they like, okay, okay, green light, the guys are arriving. And then we look down and then one Rolls Royce pulls up and it's Ronnie Wood walks out, the Rolls Royce pulls away. <laughs> Into the, I don't know if you guys know this Phoenix concert hall in Toronto, but they got that like little side area where people can pull in. That, mm-hmm. that Rolls Royce pulls away, next one pulls up, Charlie Watts walks up. Okay, Charlie's all right. Okay, then, so Charlie comes. Oh in, yeah. And then sure enough, the next one is Keith, and then it's Mick, and then they're there, and it's sound check. So we're like, okay, they made it for sound check, and that was like five o'clock in the evening. No, that would have been three o'clock in the afternoon, more more like that, because it was an earlier show. So we're there. So now, okay, the Stones are here sound checking. So this is a good sign, and and I'm just watching, like I, I was, you know, halfway. In the Phoenix, I was like, there was only our band and their crew, and I was just standing in the middle of the Phoenix, just watching the Rolling Stones sound check. Yeah, like sway, I mean, dead flowers. Colin, I'm can I like? Are you are you like? You're somewhere in between, like living the ultimate rock star moment while yeah. you're still completely starstruck, like all at the same time. Yeah. Right? And then the light guy I met at that dinner, <laughs> the, the week before, I said, "Oh yeah." He recognizes me, <laughs> and he goes. Oh, hey, Colin, how you doing, man? Come on down, and, and we'll stand in front of Mick while he does a song. So I, he walked me down. I was just right in front of Mick, like right, like it, I felt like the weird. It's so weird. I was just like oh, yeah, standing yeah. right in front of Mick Jagger, looking up, watching him sing, and I, and he let me stay there just long enough to do a song. And then he looked down at his light man, and then his light man goes, "Okay, time to go." So we walked away, and then that's <laughs> awesome. And then Keith Richards was chain smoking, and that was like right at the, when they stopped when they banned cigarettes inside, right? But no one's gonna tell. Keith Richards, yeah, that you can't. No. Like, sorry, sorry, buddy, you can't smoke in here. He's like, fine, I'll take my business elsewhere. But yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, they sound checked. They sounded like it was fucking in, in the best thing ever. Like the only thing better than the Rolling Stones is the Rolling Stones in a small club. That's when you really get the idea how genius they are. And and so yeah, then we go and sound check, and then we heard from the road manager. Um, okay, the show's a go. Um, if uh, if you guys want to get a picture with the band, if they like your set. You can come down and meet them, and you get a picture with them. So we're like, oh. Wait, so, oh, so if you don't like meet them, Carson, you know you suck. Is that? It's like I love that. The amount of <laughs> the amount of uncertainty and pressure that was just mounting, and wow. then and then because it was the Stones, and back in the uh, it was like I guess the the last days of monoculture. As soon as anybody found out that the Stones were in, like the media circus descended, all of a sudden there was like lineups all the way down to. All the way up to fucking Mississauga to get into this show, and, <laughs> yeah, and all the way to Hamilton. All the way to Hamilton, and, and you're like, oh my god, this is so real. And then we're like, we're like walking in, and like everybody who's anybody was there. And a side note, god. and this is weird. I mean, this is a tell-all because I don't even think I've, I've ever told this story publicly. So on a side note, we were working with Jack Douglas on our follow-up record, who produced all the Aerosmith records. Yep. Steven Tyler found out that we were opening for the Stones in a small club. He had hired a private jet to come down to watch the show. Wow. <laughs> of course he did. And, Why not, right? And the only reason it didn't work out was he didn't have enough he didn't oh. have he didn't have enough time to warn. He he needed he, he had to get paperwork. It was an international flight. He he literally planned oh. that afternoon. So so Steven didn't make it. But honestly, it would have been too much to have yeah, like, right. <laughs> Overload. To have, Steve, to have Steven Tyler, and then so during our show, so we get up there. These tickets are going for like people had to remortgage their houses to get these yeah. tickets. No and doubt for you guys for sure. No, no, and and, and people were insane, and, and we go out there, and then and then we're there, wow. like big dream come true. And then you get out in front of a thousand people who probably paid anywhere between a thousand and ten thousand dollars a ticket to be there, and they just want to see the Stones, and you're the opening act. You're like, oh. Okay, well here yeah. here we go. So and we did all right. We did the best you can do opening for the Stones is all right. Like even even on your best night for a Rolling Stones crowd, you just got to be, you know, just be honored mm-hmm. and just do your job. And uh, we did an we did an, we did an okay show. We did as good as we could have done given the circumstances. And I'm sure it was better than I remember. I just remember being so nervous and overwhelmed by the moment. I don't even really remember the yeah. show. You know. And so then, soon, sorry, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was, I was gonna say, so you guys, you guys do the show, 
you watched mm-hmm. the Rolling Stones after. Was there a moment where after you guys were done and after, you know, everyone's filtering out of the building that you're like, I wonder if they remembered to get us in to get the picture. Like, I wonder if we were good enough to meet oh, them yeah. afterwards. That's not the kind of thing you forget. So we were like, literally. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. while we were playing, Mick Jagger and Charlie Watts were watching our show off in the corner on stage. So I don't know if I would have been able to deal with Steven Tyler being the other guy, because it'd be like, oh man. <laughs> oh my God, like, yeah. Talking about like, much. oh man. And That's hilarious. Like, anyway, this is all dream come true shit, and I'm, I'm certainly grateful for it. And um, so anyway, That's yeah, they, they watched it, Mick and Charlie watched it, and then we were up in our, and we were up kind of nervously waiting in our little backstage cubby hole upstairs at the Phoenix. And uh, the, the road manager said, came in and said, guys thought you were great, come down and do a picture. So we. We went down, and I don't know. That, like, so there's a, in the Phoenix. There's like a whole other kind of separate party room aside from the main room where there's the. And that was just basically a giant Rolling Stones dressing room. So we walked in, and it was just like a circus, man. It was like everybody had their own little like private areas all sussed out, and they like just transformed it into a whole different looking room. And the first guy that came up to see us was uh, Bobby Keys, the sax player. I think he's passed away now, but he played all the saxes in, on Exile Main Street, and he offered us beer, and then. One by one, the Rolling Stones walked in, and Mick Jagger came right up to me and said, how to feel, how to feel, how to feel? I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what to feel right now. What, what, what do you mean, how did it feel? It's how does it feel? Mick Jagger, yeah. how do you feel right now? Yeah, how do you feel? I feel I'm like, I, I think it went, Can I hug you? I think it went weird? Good. I, I, no, I didn't do that. Luckily, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I don't think that would have gone, gone well. But... Oh, but they were, so they were cool, and, and, then, and I remember Keith Richards had a, a little ukulele, and he just came up to us and said, tiny guitar for a tiny gig. And then they took a picture. And then Ron Wood, and then they left to go on stage. And Ron Wood looked back and goes, have a good one. He goes, wait a second. You just had a good one. Tell me to have a good one. And they're like, have a good one. And just, and just, like, that, wow. and, and just like that, the Rolling Stones were on stage. Out of your life. Out of our lives. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a great story, yeah. man. That's Can I just say one of the most amazing parts of that whole story, uh, Chris was talking earlier about he goes to this coffee shop all the time and he goes like every day and they don't remember him. That uh, light guy from the Rolling Stones met you one time yeah. and knew exactly who you were by name the following week. Yeah, no, so, I was, yeah, lucky. You have yeah. more cachet than Chris, I guess. Yeah, that's fair though. I mean, if you're getting, in, if you're getting invited... <laughs> Uh, to hang out with the Rolling Stones. I mean, it, yeah, That's amazing. people are, are definitely you. remembering your name at the Jeez. coffee shop, too. It's safe to say. Yeah. You know what, though? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Colin. Hey, Colin and Nola. <laughs> Colin, you've done a lot of traveling, though, courtesy of music. You've played a lot of shows, man, in a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, did, would, it, would it be safe to say that crew, lighting, sound, are the real unsung heroes of music? Yeah. Because there are so there are so many cool people who do it who really yeah. never get a nod. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like that famous Henry Rollins quote that I, I don't know the whole thing, but it ends with they should be yeah. getting your salary and you should be getting theirs. Um, <laughs> but like, but it's just like it's just like society. Like the guys that do all the really hard work aren't really getting compensated for it, and it's the people doing less and getting more. And, and you know, we try to be hardworking in what we do, no matter what. And we certainly appreciate our crew. But yeah, those guys are the heart and soul of this industry. And what's so um, heartbreaking about the pandemic is like a lot of those guys are falling on hard times and because um, yeah. there's just no shows there's no place to put lights up there's yeah. no place to do monitors so one of the big charities that we i'm involved in and the band's involved in is the unison benevolent fund and that's just like basically a a, a fund for people in the music business uh whether it's crew musician um drivers any people that make the things happen and it's like a, a fund they can apply to if they're really falling on hard times so that's Colin a, that's McDonald, a Colin McDonald of the, of the Trues is uh, with us. By the yeah. way, is there like a website or Facebook group that you wanted to plug for that? Is there anything uh, you want to mention? For, well, the Unison Benevolent Fund is, is uh, online. I think it's just the UnisonBenevolentFund.com. And okay. you can find it on our on the Trues Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. You know. Right on. Um, yeah. So while, I mean, not a lot has been going on and it's been affecting um, the people behind the scenes and people who are typically on the scenes and it seems like mm-hmm. a lot of musicians at least um uh it seems a lot have uh used this time wisely to create music i don't know if it's wisely or it's just because well shit there's nothing else to do if you're a musician right so yeah. what have you got what have you guys been up to we have a record in the can it's coming out uh singles coming out april 16th or 13th yeah. one of those two days awesome um i've been writing like i yeah i just took all of the 
the nervous energy of not knowing what to do next and just kind of yeah. just wrote through it. And, and we played a lot. And we tried to do like lots of live streams and lots of, uh, we did a couple, when, yeah, when, I watched it, when, when they let us do the, the, uh, the drive-ins, we did some of those. And yep. we actually have a, we have another live stream coming up at the horseshoe and I should probably get the dates before I'm lucky enough it's, to come on here and promote uh, something. It's April 4th, actually. I saw it on your Twitter before we put oh, it on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank course. you very much. There is yeah. a prepared man yeah. right there. Yeah. I, and and I, cer I certainly appreciate it. I'm, I got more than a little bit of COVID brain happening. But um, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, so we're doing another horseshoe stream. We did a stream at the Danforth before Christmas. Yeah. You know, we, fin we hit, finished a record. We had three different producers. I mean, we we pushed any way we could and, and just trying to push through it. And, and, and like every other musician and, and person in the music industry, we're just hoping we're nearing the end end zone here and we can kind of get back to some semblance of, of doing what we do. You know? But the, 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 the album is in the can, like were you guys able to get into the studio and record together? How, how was it? Oh, like? Every time there was any lenience with the social distancing, like, you know, yeah. like, cause I was in Toronto for a while. So we were always on like, like, I mean, we were on stay at home orders just cool, like last whatever. month. Yeah. Right, right, right. So any, any time it loosened up, we'd get together with the, with the, with the band and a producer, but most of the pre-production, like all the stuff where, hey, here's my right. song, what do you think? That was done like this. Like it was like all four guys and a producer all over Zoom. Uh, we collaborated with Rich Robinson from The Crows. He lives down in Nashville. We're doing this the whole time. And it was just a weird, I mean, I guess the, the proof's gonna be in the pudding. Like it, it's literally an album made in the pandemic. You know, there's, there what? wasn't a lot of just jamming in a room together, you know? So, so if you had to go, how long has it been now? What was your last like big live show? Do you remember what it is? Like, yeah, the I mean, last we, big we, venue you played where you had thousands of people in front of you, sort of deal. Well, you know, I got I gotta say I was we were lucky. Like the last we were on tour right till the end of this, and we were literally on tour with Gord Sinclair from the Tragically Hip. Yeah. My brother produced this solo record. I sang on it, and our drummer Chris played on it. And then Gord needed to promote it, so we invited Gord out because we we booked like. 10 theater shows in February and March. And it ended on fucking March 12th. <laughs> Last day. Wow. So we, we, we were on tour. Under the wire. Wow. And much like you, Ben, ben I'm, a, I'm a huge Tragically Hip fan. So I was like, so what we did, the, the set was, the, the true, Gord Sinclair would go up with his, uh, uh, the guy playing with him, James McKinty, amazing. And they would do a set of Gord stuff. And then Gord would do a couple Tragically Hip songs with Gord. It was, it was great. And then we went up and did an acoustic set and then an electric set. And then Gord came on and we did Tragically Hip songs. So we were doing like this three and a half hour show. Oh, and it was, and, and, it, and it crescendoed with doing Grace 2 with the fucking guy who played Grace 2 and like, and, and doing Nautical Disaster and, and doing all my favorite hip songs. And I got to sing those and it's like such an honor. And throughout that whole tour, I, I can map it now in my head. It's like, hey man, do you think this like COVID thing's gonna be like a thing? And then at first everybody's like, yeah. well, I think, I think it's gonna mess with the economy because people are scared and you know, don't, don't, don't let the media freak you out. Like everybody was doing their thing. And then eventually like, as the show like progressed, by the time we got to Oakville, the second last night on this theater tour, and we're doing like these nice little theaters and they were still full, like people were still coming out, but we were like, as the shows were going on, we were like, okay, make sure everybody wash their hands tonight. Yeah, you know, like that kind of stuff. And you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. starting to- start Early on. Starting to slowly incorporate the new reality that, that I had no idea was going to be this, but like, so anyway, by the last show, it was like, uh, it's not looking good, man. Like things are, and then, and then we got off stage in Oakville. This is when it hit, hit us. The NBA stopped and Tom Hanks got it. I remember, yeah. I remember that. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once Tom Hanks got it, it was real. Yeah. That's, and then, and then we had one the moment and we got to do one last show in Meaford, Ontario at a theater wow. in Meaford, <laughs> Ontario. And, um, and then that was it. And then I didn't see the guys for, well, you know what happened next. Sure. Stay at yeah. home. So yeah. that, that leads wow. me to, I guess, uh, maybe my last question for you, at, le at least yeah. uh, for you personally, because a couple other band things I want to know. Um, yeah. But for you, I mean, what? If, so you've had this life, it's been over a year now since the, the, the live experience being on stage yeah. with the band, right? So yeah. what would, what in your mind, now that you've experienced this, would having no ability to get together and record something new be worse to work on something yeah. new or to get on stage and play what you've already done what what's the worst oh. being being not on stage or being absolutely unable to get to the studio and create something new oh that's a really good question think about it I if think... a year from today if a year from today yeah. a new virus yeah. came out and presented and you could do live shows but you had no studio for whatever reason that work with me here right what what would be harder on you 
Uh, okay, well, right now, because we have a record in the can, we've got so much recorded material because we had the time, <laughs> and we could only do shows for a year, I'd be, hell yeah. But, but it, it, would, <laughs> it would depend on where you caught me, right? So if we had nothing right. new at all, that would be a bummer. But like right now, I'm like, I'll, I'll go on tour. I'll play anywhere, man. I'll, I'll play a car door opening at this point. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, you just miss it, man. Like, Wait a minute. Was that the one you were playing when we first met? I think you were. I think it was a car, it was a car door opening. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all, Ben. Yeah. Um, awesome. It's, it's, it's been, okay, so it's been, uh, how long? My God, like 18 years? Since, oh, yeah. Too 18 long. Years, I, no, more than that. A long time. So since, a like, long I mean, time. We, we start with like when we moved up to Ontario, when my cousin yeah. Sean joined the band. That was 2001. And that's, uh, okay, Sean, and that's when the trues started. You know, and right. before that, we were like, me and Jack and Janangas were still in a band together playing covers in Andy Guinness, Nova Scotia. But when we right. decided to really take a leap of faith and come to Niagara Falls, so it was like 20 years. You yeah, know? 20 years. So. so let yeah. me ask you, like, you, between you and the rest of the guys now, with John Angus and Jack and Chris, everybody yeah. else who's been involved with the band yeah. is, is um, if, if, if you ask the various members and the guys who have been seriously involved, uh, you, yeah. your best memories or your five most profound memories, a la yeah. the Rolling Stones story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Do you, do, do you think any of you would have one thing in common or, or even more, or would it be completely different? Well, I mean, there's obviously the big touchstones that we all still, you know, like right after, like at the risk of my foot hurting from name dropping, it's like I, I, I run the risk of that. But I mean, I guess it's the point we're talking about this stuff anyway. But like, sure, so right, right after we finished opening for the Stones, we went on tour with Robert Plant for a whole arena tour across Canada. And he was doing like Led Zeppelin songs and, and that, but like, what's so, right. what's so funny about that is like you go from, like I said, playing playing the Highland Tap in Niagara Falls like every Wednesday for whoever decides to show up for two and a half years. And then, you know, you fast forward a few years and you're like, okay, so you're going to do the Stones and then you're going to go on tour with Rob Plant and then you're going to go headline a whole tour and it's sold out. It's like all this stuff was coming at us so quick that, you know, it's, it's, it's almost, it was almost too much to take in. You know, you, you kind of take it in hindsight, you know, at the time. Right. And, then you be, and then you become entitled to it. You know, like, like there's that old joke about like, you know, how quickly you feel entitled to something you didn't know existed five minutes ago. You know, it's like, because yeah. like, because th th then all of a sudden you're like, oh, so like what's happening next? Like, are we going to do ACDC? And then, you know what I mean? Like you just, and it's <laughs> yeah. great. And it's all, it was all fun and great. And I, I'm pretty sure we can all agree that, you know, some of the stuff is just like, it was almost hard to believe that it even happened. And, and, we're, and we're certainly happy that it did. And yeah, so that, that's up there. And then, you know, in 2012, we opened for Bruce Springsteen and we played on stage with him. We sang with him. Uh, we did Twist and Shout and, uh, I mean, Jesus, right? That's, that's amazing. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I love. Uh, I, I I was kind of picking Victor's brain for some uh, some stuff about you when you were just uh, just a young lad in Nova Scotia, and he did just he did say that you guys had a pact when you started uh, started the Trues. Yeah, which was that none of you were ever allowed to get um, a part time job. You were never allowed to get a job other than being in the trues. Yeah, that, and, we uh, we figured that would be the only know, way yeah. the only way to do it. Like, <laughs> and, and we were like. I don't know how we did it. Like, I mean, we, we we would literally go to Clifton Hill. Like, God bless Niagara Falls because we ended up being able to rent a house for cheap and we could jam there. There was there was no, like, neighbor. Like, it, it wasn't in a nice area of town. But it was like, so we, we did that. And then we'd have to go. I remember we went to Clifton Hill and busk for grocery money. So we'd just go down and sing and then, you know, make a And, and because if it was tourist season, like, you'd get a couple hundred bucks if you were any good or whatever. Or they felt bad for you, whatever it was. And, they, and then you'd go... Either way. And you could get groceries, and then we just lived off free beer from the gigs we were playing, and just a lot of tuna fish, and yeah. <laughs> tuna fish and beer, Living rock and roll memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was it, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Good for you guys. That's Good great. for you guys. That's awesome. And here we are. Let's hope yes. uh, we can get back to it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, listen, it's it's good to get caught up with you. It's funny, like, I uh, okay, so like. Colin and I ran into each other at 14. I didn't even know you would move to Hamilton. And by the way, I'm glad, I'm glad you did. Well, welcome. welcome and to, welcome. and FYI, I, re I recognized you first because I went up and said, Ben, McPhee. And, and I had to go, it's Colin from Truth. So this is the nice. thing. So yeah. This is the thing. I, I have no idea who I'm talking to. The mask is up to here. And somehow yeah. this guy manages to pick 
the, the rock star manages to pick out the putts with, with the mask on <laughs> while shopping for cheese. You oh, and I, wait. by the way, please, yeah. please tell me, please tell me that you and I will f forever be linked by this one fact that if it were a game of Jeopardy, you and I would mutually be the only answer we're in. I'll take people I've reconnected with while buying cheese, Alex. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I think we do have yeah. that. And I, and I was just still, I was still riding a high of finding out that Fortino sold beer. I was like so happy and I was like, yeah. And then, hey, it's Ben McPhee. And I was like, you know, it's good. That's day ever. But no, but no, in all serious and not, not just blowing smoke here, but like, like 97.7, like that's like the only reason any of this stuff happened for us. So it's like we, yeah. like Paul and Ben and like, uh, you know, Iron Mike, you know, rest in peace. Like that, hmm. Without that station like pumping us, and they and you guys had such a reach throughout Canada because you were like, if if ninety seven seven was doing it, like a bunch of rock stations across the country would follow suit, and like without that it wouldn't have happened. So I mean like I'll I'll never forget Ben and Paul and those guys. That's the only reason any of this shit happened. So oh, man. you know it's great. Yeah, shit. Yeah, and we and well, here we are twenty years later buying cheese together. It's getting all yeah. romantic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta stop. I, I gotta stop shopping at No Frills. Nobody there. It's all about. It's all about like you know you get your bulk stuff at like the the No Frills types places, and you get kind of nicer stuff Fortinos. <laughs> if you do it all Fortinos, it's gonna be too produce. expensive. And yeah, it's gonna yeah. The cheese department oh, at No Frills that. isn't as diverse as it is at Fortino's. No, sure. yeah. you can't, no, you can't just... spread out a nice $4 brick of marble on an expensive yeah. charcuterie board, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, man. No Frills has got good stuff, though. It's, got a, it's all about sure. how you navigate it, man. Yeah, for sure. That's absolutely well, our first interview cool. with a, rig, a big rock star is brought to you by No Frills. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it, is it for real? Dude, listen, no, it's not. Okay, Shamefully, I was gonna say, no. I, gonna say I just gave him a good plug because I love it. <laughs> Dude, it's uh, really, they have the best bag. It's really no question about it's it. It's really good ass. catching up with you, man. Uh, great, and thanks for having me on, guys. And I'm glad this all oh, worked man. out. Thank uh, you. Audio and visual. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I know. Sure. Yeah, everything's smooth. Yeah, yeah thanks okay, so much. Guys, they, honestly, thanks for sharing that uh, Rolling Stone story. That was super that was cool. cool. And in, like, Phenomenal. Right? That's that's awesome. That's a powerful moment, even just hearing about it. You know what I mean? So thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's cool. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Good Be luck safe. with the new record, yeah. man. We'll see you soon. Yeah. I'll see you around the hammer, Ben. Take care. All right. That well, he was awesome. no chip reviewer, but he was no <laughs> chip reviewer. But he did meet Mick Jagger. That is amazing. <laughs> that was a great what a story. Good dude. What a good dude. He's, I you tell know, you, all of those yeah. guys are some of the most just genuine, nice, decent people you're ever going to mm -hmm. meet. They're, they're, and they've never changed. I, I run into those guys all the time, and it's it, they always bring that up. And there's always like, oh, wow. And really, like, honestly, it's just a schmuck who played them on the radio, right? But they're just they're those kind of guys. You know what I mean? They're, they're really, really a, a good yeah. bunch of cool well, bunch guys. Honestly, and... It comes from uh, it comes from upbringing because I've only know, I only met Jack's dad and literally like we met each other at the fucking airport in Belgium and that was the first time we had ever spoken and then two days later we're going for bike rides together in Brussels and drinking just like the nicest uh, nicest people yeah. at least I was gonna I get say, out east. I was gonna say I think <laughs> that so there's funny. something to be said like I don't I don't want to take away from yeah, the fact in the water I don't there, I don't want to take away from the fact that like I mean this is this is it's another level to be you know, a level of, achieve a level of fame that Colin has achieved and still be a genuinely good person. But I will right. say that um, there is something with that Nova Scotia out east vibe. Something like everybody's, there, yeah. it's just, it's, I don't know what it is. I wish I knew what it was because, you know, I would, mm -hmm. I would sell it. You know what I mean? But like those guys yeah. are, they're just, just down home, personable. That was really cool. That was really cool. Yeah, I can't. I also can say for certain that if I was in a room uh, with the potential of even being in the same room as the members of Rolling Stones, like I would be, I would be like, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Like I wouldn't be able to handle. I'd be so nervous. You know what I find amazing? That just the, the. I don't know. I don't want to use the word power. But the like cachet that they have, yeah. that they can actually keep people waiting just for a chance to go get a like. I just love that like Johnny Carson type thing. Like he gives the point, you get to come over to the couch. He approved of that that, <laughs> that yeah. comedy show. That was I love that show. That's that's it. Just shows you, 
you know what I mean? I've never met anyone that met the Rolling Stones. I've never spoken to anybody that met the Rolling <laughs> Stones like that. No. So, to no. to hear that, it's just it's really cool because you just hear like these people are at a they're on a different fucking level than last time I was in so like, Wow, I I, sh- I shook I shook hands with the guy who banged insert hot chick here. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Really cool. I don't even I don't even know where we go from there. I feel like that's oh I, I do like that's it. what what's up? I do. Did we not? Did, did, did the the story was mentioned that they had to make their job, their claim to fame, being the trues, right? Can you imagine if the parents had said you have to make your claim to fame by bungee jumping by your ass cheeks? Oh, oh, where's that story? Where's that story? I'm sorry. I thought you, I saw I, this. I, I I couldn't have let this go. <laughs> like I, I, somebody's got to explain this to me. I'll pull it up. With like, I'll pull it up. Um, some Russian dude, and it's I, I follow uh, the Lad Bible. I don't know if you guys follow that page, oh, yeah. but they've got some pretty wild stories. I sh- I shared a bunch of them with you guys, like the uh, the ninety nine can case of beer right. and shit like Let's that. Um, but this one is where is it here? Where is it here? Uh, this guy stole a BMW, then robbed a bank, uh, and then used the money that he stole the BMW uh, that he got at the bank to pay for the BMW. But this guy, Russian guy, <laughs> you got to follow this page. Uh, man does bungee jump with cords attached to bum piercings. Oh, man. So a daredevil in Russia what? has pulled off a bizarre stunt after he did a bungee jump with the cord attached to piercings on his butt. What? How? Do- oh, I, I was. I'll share the video. Oh. I'm trying you. to figure out, like, <laughs> so, like, when he comes up. Has he got like mud flaps? Oh. <laughs> He's got to have mud flaps when he when he comes off the cord. No, he's got to have he's got to have basset hound ears coming off <laughs> the small of his back after bungee jumping by your butt cheeks. What makes you wake up in the morning and say, you know what I'm going to do today? And like really, <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I I I don't even I don't even know. I thought you were going a different direction with that. Honestly, like I didn't think it was. What direction thing. did you think what, I was going? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Like oh, where? I'm gonna watch yeah. this video. It's only twenty seconds long. Oh. <laughs> Are you actually watching this at this oh. time? <laughs> of course I am. Of course, you're not the guy that you don't watch that stuff. Like if you see like a terrible accident, you don't want to. Watch the video of it. No, I, I oh. there, there's certain things that I can't handle, like that that part of the he's internet putting, where it's like he's people, holding oh, yeah. the thing up. Oh, oh my god! I, Look at that! Oh, <laughs> this is I like those assless oh, pants. Oh, there you go. Oh my god! By the butt cheeks. There it is. Wow! By the butt cheeks. Only in Russia. I'm pretty sure. Or pretty Florida. sure I saw the Mac Bulldog. Right at the bottom of the of the jump, the, the mud flaps, man, <laughs> mud flaps. Oh, oh. oh and uh, very quick, how do you, how have you guys lived in this area for as long as you have, Benny especially, and you don't know what ordering a Wayne Gretzky at Tim Hortons is? Uh, no, what is what is that? It's it's nine sugar, nine cream. Cream, nine cream. It's not even milk. It's cream. That is a lot with nine sugar and nine cream. That is. I don't. You've never. I can't believe you've never heard of that, Gwengretz. What's more offensive? Is it the nine cream or the the nine sugar? Is the most, the more offensive part of that? Is it the nine cream? I think is more offensive. You can put that. Yeah. You, I feel like there's like, nine like sugars drink, at least. It's like drinking a melted cappuccino ice yeah, cream. Yeah, like it's it's the cream. It's like it's like if you ever put too much cream in a coffee and it starts to like bubble at the, it starts to like rise to the surface. It's like congealing. That that's after that's like two. I was gonna say, to your knowledge, how much cream does it take to do that? Three I don't four, know. Right? I, I haven't. I nine? haven't. Um, yeah, three or four. Yeah. How many disgusting. how many cream do you think you could have fit in that cup if that girl passed you? Oh. Not not even a, a cr- not even not even a full cream. 
not even a full cream. But <laughs> but <laughs> but like she asked me if I wanted a lid. Like who asks if they want a lid? Yeah. That is well, crazy. That's crazy, right? That's the crazy. Environment. You gotta think about the environment. Right? <laughs> no, it was a paper lid. They have what is this? they have paper cups at this place. Everything is paper there. So like Wait a minute. that's whoa, another whoa, whoa, thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like a little while ago, I said, wait a minute. The, you know, the second part of the line was, or are you going to kill another baby seal? They're paper lids. Yeah. They're I didn't have, I didn't have the heart lids. to tell you. I didn't have the heart to tell you that a the baby seal. Lid. Yeah, so that's another thing, too. I mean, she's got no right, you know, she's got no right to be asking that question then. No. And the, I mean, if she's not going to try to evoke, invoke guilt upon you, that's one thing. But, yes, I'd like <laughs> a lid, you moron. And now I'm, I'm fully in your corner. That's cr- it's crazy. Well, it's hot coffee too. That's the other thing. And I can't. It's, it's not on like par I'm with take... giving someone a drink at McDonald's without giving them the straw. Like fuck off. It's, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not like You're I'm taking it. Out it of the cup. It's not like I'm taking it from the counter to my seat inside because we can't eat inside. There's no chairs. It's like I'm right. taking it to go. You know what I mean? Like, there's no. I don't know, man. I don't know. I know I told you. Uh, I told you guys earlier that I almost pooped myself. That's how we yes. kind of started things today. Um, a couple of days ago, too. Like my wife and I both work from home, and generally she her office is downstairs and mine is upstairs. And uh, I drink a lot of coffee while I'm working. I sit at a desk all day. It's kind of boring, so I <laughs> drink a lot of coffee. And I had to piss so bad. Well, for God's sake! I don't know. If I know, but I don't know if you've ever done the. Have you ever started to take? Have you ever started to take it out before you got to the bathroom? Like, have you ever started, like, because you know that you're on your way to your own bathroom, so you kind of just, like, take it out as you come around the corner. And I didn't realize she was sitting on the toilet. And I was like, oh! And, was, and I was like, oh, back out again. Oh, no. <laughs> She's like, I heard you coming down the hall. I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> like, I had to piss. Did you pop so, a blood vessel almost trying on my to wife. Hold, on, hold on to that one, or what? So, hang, 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 hang. So for, for, for uh, anybody who wonders, like, why women yeah, want us to sit down when we use it, Mark just admitted he begins urinating as he enters the bathroom. <laughs> just for anybody anybody who missed that important detail, Mark begins before he's even at the toilet. <laughs> if you're wondering where the sprinkles on the floor came from. Oh, I get my uniform on before I get in the game. <laughs> Get myself ready. That is that. It just is happened to be. Crazy. It was one time. <laughs> that was good. Good chat, boys. All right. Yeah. Good chat. I'm just. Uh, I, I'm still. I'm still buzzing a little bit after that interview. That was some special shit right there, man. I. I. I, I feel very fortunate that you were shopping for cheese that day. That yes. you found beer. That Mark somehow got a picture from his childhood. Yeah. Wow. Today, boys, that's a day. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVee, Mark LaFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.